0: If I input energy, effort, resources, time, and the output is something that continues in perpetuity, or the output is something you know much greater than than being equal to the input that I that I uh, put into it, then there's the presence of leverage. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Life Performance Podcast. This is Episode 20. And I want to share a message with you today about a fundamental principle of wealth. And this is not a new concept to you, I'm willing to bet. And it's not that it was a new concept to me earlier this week, but I will tell you that it hit differently because of a couple things I've recently read, a couple things I've listened to, but most importantly, in the process of teaching it to my son, Crew, who is eight, almost nine years old. So here's the concept we cannot achieve wealth without leverage. And so let's dive into what leverage means. And the goal of this message here is to provide you with a couple of thoughts. I want to get your mind just spinning around the concept of leverage like mine is, and uh, a couple of tools that you could use to look at what you're currently doing in your business life, your money-making game, uh, and see where you could implement more leverage if you don't have leverage already. So here is the uh, the backstory. So I'm with crew. We had just finished his baseball practice and he was feeling a little bit discouraged, um, because he's like the most inexperienced on the team. He feels like, and, uh, anyway, so I'm cheering him up. He's like, Hey, dad, let's, can we not go home? Can we go on a drive together and just talk? And, uh, he just reminds me so much of myself. That's just something like I would say or do. So we decided to go and charge the Tesla and we're sitting there and You know, you can turn the center screen on the Tesla into a little movie theater while you're charging. And uh, so we watch a Mark Rober video. And if you haven't followed Mark Rober, the guy's brilliant. You've probably seen one of his videos. Uh, He's an engineer. He's like a NASA engineer uh, turned YouTuber. And he uses his specific knowledge, which is something we'll talk about of engineering and his personality and so many things that make him uniquely him. And he uses them to create YouTube videos. So anyway, we happen upon this video about dominoes. And he finds this girl who has her own YouTube channel. And she is like the fastest in the world at setting up dominoes, like stacking them up in little rows so that you can knock them over. And he has her come over to the warehouse. And he sees how quickly can she set up 100 dominoes and times her and whatever. And then he has this robot come around the corner that he and a team have built. And apparently they've been working off and on on this thing for years. But this autonomous robot has the ability to stack a hundred dominoes at one time and it doesn't knock a single one over. And so they decided to set this world record for a hundred thousand dominoes being set up over the course of uh, 24 hours. So I'm not sure what the record was they were trying to beat, but that would, that would beat it hundred thousand dominoes set up in 24 hours. And so it's it, go watch the video. It's cool, right? But this robot it doesn't need to take a bathroom break. It doesn't need to eat. It can work in the dark because it's using IR cameras. And the point was he said, you know, we timed the girl. We timed the robot. The robot's 50 times faster than a human at setting up dominoes, but that's not even factoring in the fact that a human it's unlikely a human could actually set up dominoes at that pace that she was doing it for 24 hours because they're going to fall asleep. They need to eat. They need to go to the bathroom, whatever, right? Certainly couldn't do it for a week straight, whereas the robot could. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about this and I'm like, crew, I've been wanting to tell you about this concept of leverage. And the video we just watched was actually a great lesson on leverage. So I'm telling him, I'm like leverage, man, it's a force multiplier leverage is anything that multiplies the input, the force of your input. It uh, leads to a greater output than your input would without the leverage. It's obvious. So in the context that we're discussing now, it's the inputs that I make into my work. If there is a direct relationship between the input and the output, I have no leverage. Being equal to the input that I that I uh, put into it, then there's the presence of leverage. So let me talk to you a little bit about some thoughts from my boy, Naval. So Naval Ravikant, if you've talked to me at all recently or followed me on social media, you know that I'm, I'm just on one right now with Naval. The guy is my favorite thinker right now. He's just a thinker. He's this American, he's this Indian American immigrant uh, tech investor guy who is now most well-known for his Twitter account and uh, his thoughts. So he has some thoughts on leverage. So here's a couple of concepts to consider. He says, you you will not create wealth without leverage. And there are primarily three types of leverage out there that will help you and I create wealth. The first is labor leverage. So this is the oldest form of leverage. This is hiring people to work for you. And uh, for the most part, everyone's quite familiar with labor leverage. Um, You've got capital leverage. Now, a lot of times the word leverage is thrown around, you know, is uh, like synonymous with debt. People are like, oh yeah, the company is leveraged, or we're going to go access leverage. Um, And that's not inaccurate, but leverage when talking about capital doesn't just mean debt. Debt can be used as a form of leverage, but capital leverage is any leverage that capital gives you uh in terms of gaining advantages or opportunities. So there's this example of like let's say there was a gold rush in California and we all live in North Carolina and one guy who doesn't have any capital, has no cash flow, no access to capital, no debt, nothing uh he has to ride his horse to this gold rush in California. Um, But because you have 500 bucks, you can buy a plane ticket. Your capital was a form of leverage just in that little situation there because it actually bought you an advantage. So there's a bit more of a multidimensional way to see this uh, capital being a form of leverage, but you get the idea. Probably the most interesting form of leverage that he talks about is digital leverage. He says, digital leverage, this is the newest form of leverage. Uh, This is the leverage of the new rich. And what's unique about this form of leverage is that it's permissionless. So capital leverage and labor leverage are permissionable leverage. Why is that? It's because if I'm offering you a job, ultimately you have to agree to work for me. So there's some agreement from you required in order for it to happen. Um, if I work for you and we agreed on you paying me for the work, ultimately you have to come through and pay me, right? It has to happen. I'm still waiting for something from you. It's not completely within my control. So digital leverage, the reason it's so powerful is because it's permissionless. So if you think about what's happening right now, I'm creating a podcast episode right? Audio or video. If you're watching on YouTube, you've got both. Um, if you're just listening to the audio here, you have it, right? But nobody had, no one gave me permission to do this. I mean, short of Amazon web services and Google shutting down the servers, there's really nobody that can stop me from creating this content, putting it out there. And this content will live longer than I live. So it's a form of leverage because it's something that I can do one time and then it can be experienced, viewed, listened to seemingly you know, infinitely. And so when we can create digital leverage, now there's multiple forms, right? It's not just a, a podcast. It's code. If someone codes an application, um, a, a piece of software that can be sold again and again and again, that can be used uh, by millions of people over and over again for a subscription or that's monetized with ads, whatever. It's an incredible form of leverage. So programming a machine, back to the video, right? He programmed a machine using code and that gave him leverage in this game of setting up dominoes that's not even in the same league as even the best, fastest, greatest endurance uh, possessing human that can set up a ton of these dominoes. So here's the thing. Whatever the game is you're playing right now, whether you're a, a professional in a field that gets paid a high dollar per hour, you know, um, whatever you're doing, ask yourself, to what extent is your money being made from renting out your time? And how much leverage Do your efforts have, are you, are you on the road to building wealth because your efforts are receiving leverage through labor capital or digital leverage? Um, man, it's worth thinking about. I think that if I would have been thinking along these lines 10 years ago, I think I would have made some different decisions. You know, for me, I got really into Sells from an early age because I just loved the, the quick reward of my efforts and I loved uh, the ability to write my own paycheck you know like some people it freaks them out and it's funny when you've been doing it for so long you kind of take it for granted and you forget that it's weird to some people some people are like so let me get this straight you don't have a salary or benefits at all I'm like correct They're like, so is that scary at all? And I'm like, I'm not just saying this. The answer is no, it does not scare me at all. If somebody told me where I had to be, what I needed to wear, and that they'd pay me whatever per year, that would scare me. So it's what you're familiar with. It's what you're conditioned by. But I I got really into the sales thing thinking like, man, I'm good at this. I've got some skill here. And the better you get, the more money you make. And that's fun for a while. Just the increase in earnings by itself is really fun for a while. Uh, at different times, had different levels of labor leverage, right? I've managed teams before. That's certainly a form of leverage. Um, but I found myself always coming back to just wanting to go sell big numbers, sell myself, uh, sell deals myself because uh, it was very much within my control. And uh, yeah, my area of specialty seemed to be more in that than growing these big, big teams and managing them and holding on to them. There's people that are just expert at this. I have a lot of good friends that are just genius at building these teams of people, retaining them, developing them and, and growing these big organizations, right? That just never was me. And so, um, yeah, the leverage concept wasn't really on my mind. So if you are a high paid a salesperson and uh, you are the one manually putting in the effort, and you're making a bunch of cash, you, you better buy assets with that cash and allow those assets to be a form of leverage because they're appreciating assets. And so you know, even just buying stocks, putting stocks in the market is a form of leverage. Um, but opening up your mind to, to more than just that, uh, I think is required for, for wealth in most cases. Certainly makes it much more likely that we'll achieve wealth if we're thinking about digital leverage as well as labor leverage, as well as capital leverage. And we can uh, we play iterative games. Something else Duval says a lot. Play iterative games. There's iterations. So whatever it is that you're doing right now in your business, let's say, that's an iteration. It's like a, like a software. They talk about versions. So version 1.0. Well, they release version 1.0 knowing there's going to be a 1.1. They don't wait until they've figured out what needs to be fixed. They just release version 1, then 1.1, then 1.2, or 1.2.1. 1. So the games we play in business are like that. And that actually helps us play a little bit looser and swing the bat uh, in a bigger way when we realize, hey, look, man, whatever I'm doing right here, this is just an iteration. And I'm going to continue to revise and, uh, and uh, release higher iterations of this game as I learn more and discover more. So whatever iteration of your game you're currently playing, Just ask yourself, how could you implement the concept of leverage to get to where you want to go faster and ultimately to get to wealth rather than just rich? And so back to my son, Crew, we're driving and I'm trying to help him really wrap his mind around this idea of leverage. And I'm like, hey man, see that store right there? It was a a Circle K. I was like, all right. So the manager of that Circle K, they have a job and it's required that they trade their time for money their boss tells them they need to be there six hours that day they have to be there in order for them to keep the job for them to get paid and i said now a lot of people would look at a circle k and think okay that's a very base level job i'm going to aim way higher than that well let's think about the surgeon right the heart surgeon maybe this heart surgeon he's a specialist he gets paid eight hundred thousand dollars a year um ultimately if all of his friends go to hawaii and they've got this amazing beach house but it's kind of a spontaneous trip kind of last minute and they're like yo Doc, you got to come with us, man. This is, this is amazing trip once in a lifetime. And he only has two vacation days left. He works for the hospital, you know? And he's like, I can't go. Otherwise I'd lose my job and I'm not willing to make that trade off. The, the question is, is he wealthy? Right. I would say no, not by the definition I understand. I mean, wealthy is really, it's really about freedom. And so if that doctor can take his specific knowledge and his high level of training and find a way to add leverage, which would be to find a way to own the practice, own the hospital, right? Or to turn his specific knowledge into a form of, of intellectual property of some sort, right? Um, create a, uh, some kind of signature procedure or a piece of durable medical equipment that he owns and patents. Um, or maybe he becomes kind of a an, an expert business where he goes into teaching and creating courses and content that's digital leverage that lives and works when he's on the beach in Hawaii. So that's the, that's the point. So there's nobody, I don't know if there's anybody who is in a field where they couldn't figure out how to access this power of leverage. And so I'm talking to crew, I'm like, Hey, so you know how we pay you 10 bucks to mow the lawn? And, uh, I could tell he needed a little something to stimulate him more in this conversation. I'm like, all right, bro, let's pretend it's $100. I'm not paying you $100 to mow a lawn, but let's just say someone comes to you and they're like, all right, man, I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks for every lawn that you mow and you have a week to do it. I was like, would you be motivated? He's like, oh yeah. So they're gonna provide you the mower and they're gonna keep filling it up with gas. But other than that, it's just like as many as you can go. And uh, let's just say there's a neighborhood of endless lawns and people that are okay with you mowing their lawn. So I'm like, you're gonna be motivated, you're gonna be pumped up, you're gonna go do it, and eventually reality's gonna settle in that, okay, you gotta go home, go to bed, you gotta to go to school, you have homework to do. Um, there's the fatigue that's gonna set in. I mean, it's hot, it's summertime. I was like, so l- let's just say, you know, you you do 10 lawns, when all of a sudden done, you do 10 lawns. And I'm like, what's the scenario where you could actually approach this game with leverage? And I'm like, think about labor leverage. Think about hiring people, you know? And we just come from baseball and he's thinking, he's like, hmm. I'm like, bro, let's say we went and got 10 people from your baseball team. You gathered them together. You said, boys, we're about to make some money. Who's in? Raise your hand if your dad has a lawnmower. All right, cool. You're hired. Mow as many lawns as you can in the next week. I'll pay you 50 bucks per lawn as long as you're okay getting paid in two weeks just to make sure that there's enough lead time with your pay. That's it. I'm like, dude, if each one of those guys can do 10, now your little company has done 100 lawns. You could have been inside drinking lemonade, doing who knows what, maybe working on your business plan on how to scale this business, maybe working on a different business, but 100 lawns with less effort. And uh, he was pumped about it and I was pumped about it. And I'm like, man, sometimes these principles, they just hit different depending on where you're at in your life, what you're working on, the way that it's explained and so, yeah, that's, that's the message today. So I currently am, you know, very excited about this and I'm working on building digital leverage and uh, re- recently hired some things out that I've been doing myself. And so I've gained myself some labor leverage in that way. And um, lately I'm very focused on trying to acquire any assets that I can and, uh, and investing in the stock market and those things. That's, it's leveraging your money. And as these efforts are successful... You can then increase those same forms of leverage. You can hire more people. You can buy more assets and repeat and repeat and repeat. But the point is, let's go play leveraged games. So I hope that's helpful. Hope that gets your mind going a little bit. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning into the podcast. And again, if you are listening to this on audio, we're doing video now too. So go check it out. Live performance on YouTube. Subscribe, all the things, you know, share it, love it. Anyone that shares it on social media, I'll repost it. I always appreciate that. And uh, yeah, thanks for checking it out. And we'll talk to you in the next one.